Raider Nation, it's that time of the week again. Subscribe and tune in to get the latest news and analysis on everything silver and black. But yes, the Las Vegas Raiders have their guy, Josh McDaniels. Looking for objective opinions and interviews with A-list guests? Just pod, baby. Congrats on 100 episodes. I'm happy for you guys. Keep doing your thing, and thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. Look no further. You are listening to Just Pod, baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast. Brought to you by SportsNot.com. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. And now your host, Evan Grote. Raider Nation, hello and welcome to Just Pod, baby, brought to you by SportsNot.com. I am your host, Evan Grote. Speaking of SportsNot.com, we had a great interview this week that is up on the website right now with the great Peter King. He was kind enough to give us a solid 20 minutes to preview the Super Bowl, and he discussed other headlines across the NFL. So you can find that now under the videos tab on SportsNot.com or by checking out my Twitter if you follow me, at egrope 5 If you don't, please give me a follow. So go ahead and, and, and check that video out. Also, subscribe to Just Pod Baby if you do not do so already. Five-star reviews and ratings are welcomed as well, and I would appreciate that if you could do that for me. It is Super Bowl week, just a couple of days away from the big game now, the Chiefs and the Eagles. I'll give you my winner. I'll give you my pick for the winner of that game, and I'll give you some of my thoughts and rationale on that. I think it comes down to... A couple of factors, really, when you look at this game. You have the Eagles, who I think are the much superior team. They have a better offensive line. They have better wide receivers. They have the better running back. They also have the better defense. In contrast to that, though, the Chiefs, they have the best player in the game. And and the MVP, Patrick Mahomes, who's already won a Super Bowl, played in multiple Super Bowls. Um, and they also have a Hall of Fame head coach in Andy Reid. This is going to be his fourth Super Bowl now. He also has a, a victory under his belt. Um, and, and I know that the, the spread on the game right now, I believe the Eagles are favored um, by one point. So, um, you know, it, it's a tough game to call. I mean, as I mentioned, the Eagles have the better overall team, but it's not as if the Chiefs aren't, aren't a pretty well-rounded team themselves. Um, I recall a time when Tom Brady was at his peak, which maybe that was only a couple of years ago. It seemed like he was always at his peak, but they would say you never bet against Tom Brady. And, and I think when you look at Patrick Mahomes and where he is in his career, I think he's reached that point, that, that status where although the odds, they might be a little bit stacked against him, you know, on paper, the Eagles look like the more well-rounded roster even Vegas has the Eagles as the point and a half favorite. I would just feel so dumb if I if I bet against Mahomes and they won. You'd, you'd be sitting there kicking yourself, saying, "Why did I bet against Mahomes?" So that being said, I'm picking the Chiefs to win this game. Kansas City, they were embarrassed in the Super Bowl the last time they played, 31 to was it nine or 31 to seven against the Buccaneers. Mahomes was embarrassed. I think Andy Reid was embarrassed. And so that's why I'm picking the Chiefs. And, um, you know, I think that that, that loss a couple of years ago left a, left a really bad taste in their mouths. There's a lot of new faces on this Chiefs team that were not involved in that previous game, but the, the core guys are there, Mahomes and Kelsey and Chris Jones and uh, some of the players, you know, uh, on the defense. Um, so I'm going with Kansas City. And, and as a Raiders fan, you know, that, that's not what I want to see happen, but... 
you know, uh, that that's what I'm going with uh, for my prediction. Now, as for the show this week, I've got a quick one-segment show planned for you this week, and it's all centered around the news that Derek Carr did receive permission from the Raiders to meet with the New Orleans Saints this week. So he, he and his wife, Heather, did take the trip down to the Bayou, and they met with Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael, among others. It's the only known visit that we know about at this time. Um, and, you know, that that deadline, that February 15th deadline is quickly approaching. Um, it was beginning to look like a trade would, would not happen. And, you know, signs were starting to point towards Carr just being outright cut by Las Vegas. And, you know, then this week we find out that there was a visit with the Saints. So at least the, the at, at the moment, anyways, there seems to be some movement or at least exploration happening between uh, some of the parties involved here. Now, I said weeks ago, and I know Mo Moten was was um, on this first, but you know the Saints—they just make a lot of sense. They they have a solid defense. Uh, they play in a weak division. That division is up for grabs right now with the retirement of Tom Brady. They play in a dome. You know he's going to want a comfortable uh, you know environment as far as weather is concerned and, and whatnot. There's a prior relationship with with Dennis Allen, so. You know, it, it makes a lot of sense. Now, whether a trade is executed in the next couple of days or not, I, I believe if, if Derek Carr hits free agency, uh, I, I think the Saints would be a major player to sign Derek Carr for, for all of the reasons that I just mentioned. Now, an, as far as trade compensation is concerned, some of you were hoping for a, a, a blockbuster, a huge haul in return, but, you know, first round, second round pick, that, that does not seem like that is the case Reportedly now, the Raiders are, are, are seeking a, a third-round pick for Derek Carr. Um, if that is indeed true, then you know there's a team out there that can have him for a, a pretty reasonable price. I mean, that, that's a pretty good um, that's a pretty good price tag for a for a you know decent starting quarterback in the NFL, especially when you think about what what Russell Wilson went for just a year ago. Um, as long as the team is willing to take on, you know, willing to take on the contract and, and, and be comfortable with that contract. Now, in just a moment, we are going to be joined by our guest this week, John Hendricks, who is a Saints insider for the Saints News Network. Uh, we will we'll, we will get him on the on the line, and we're going to just kind of pick his brain a little bit and find out, you know, what's the latest that he is hearing on a potential trade for Derek Carr and how the meeting went uh, with all the different people involved. Before we do that, though, I do have one other topic that I wanted to mention as it relates to the Raiders, and that is Josh Jacobs. He was a guest this week on Pro Football Talk with Mike Florio and Chris Sims. I'm not sure if you've heard it. He had some thoughts on his future with the Raiders. Let's take a listen to some of that audio right now, courtesy of PFT with Florio and Sims from Radio Row in Phoenix. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't want to get franchise tagged. I mean, I feel like nobody really do. Um, But to me, I wouldn't mind it if, you know, they got the right guys in the building around us, you know, like they got to, you know, put some guys on defense, figured out the quarterback situation, got, got some guys up front. Then I would be like, okay, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't mind coming back, you know, on a, on a franchise tag. But if you want me to come back and be the hero, then you have to pay me like a hero. I love the honesty of Josh Jacobs there in that statement. And I don't think you could ask for a much better perspective on it than he just gave you. He's willing to take the franchise tag, but you better spend the money wisely and build a supporting cast around him and build up that defense, the offensive line, and get some talent on that roster. And I totally agree with him. The franchise tag is very much a catch-22 for the players. They get a very high salary 
for one year, but without any long-term security. And it will be interesting to see how that all plays out with Josh Jacobs. He certainly did enough to warrant a long-term extension with the Raiders. All right, we're going to keep things moving along here. um, And we're going to go out to the guest line now. I told you we had a guest. We're going to say hello to John Hendricks, who is a Saints insider for the Saints News Network. John, we're happy to have you on, and we thank you for the time on a Friday evening. We certainly appreciate that as well. Uh, Let's jump right into it. The big news of the week for both Raiders and Saints fans is Derek Carr took a trip down to New Orleans to meet with some of their brass. No announcement yet or any breaking news, but what is the latest that you're hearing uh, out of Saints headquarters? Yeah, look, I mean, it was a positive visit. So obviously Carr had, uh, had came over on Wednesday and him and his wife, they got to tour the facility, just kind of was able to check everything out, talk with Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael, some of the guys there, and some of the uh, front office and just some of the, the key decision makers in the Saints process and organization. And so they all went to dinner. You know, the meeting on Wednesday went till 1030 at night, and then it extended into Thursday. And so he had a little bit of time there again um, and just was able to, to visit with the team a good bit and, and just kind of get a feel for each other. and. And look, um, you know, right now, visit concluded yesterday evening. And, um, you know, we got some time before everything kind of the manages because of the way that Derek Carr's contract and his no-trade clause works out for the Raiders. But everything I've heard has been a positive visit. You know, he speaks glowingly about Dennis Allen. Um, he said that earlier when the two teams played each other this season. And so right now – it's just kind of one of those was waiting and see type thing, but it sounds like everything was really positive. Now kind of the, the ball is in Derek Carr's court. And uh, as far as compensation, I've heard that uh, obviously they, they have some framework that has been agreed upon here. Very good. Now you mentioned, you mentioned the relationship with Dennis Allen. How much of an advantage do you think that gives the saints uh, in that Dennis Allen did coach Derek Carr for, for a short time with the Raiders? Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely gives him a, a, it's a little bit of leg up, if you will. And, and I just think that, you know, again, what he said about Allen was just the fact that he's the one that took a chance on him. You know, he always tells him thank you and such. And it's just one of those where he's like, you don't ever have to do that. And it's just one of those that he put his faith and trust in the rookie and that, you know, he had glowing praise on Dennis Allen as a coach, um, was really shocked and taken back by him, not obviously continuing his his stint with the Raiders after a bad start in 2014. But, look, I think this matters because, you know, you look at the Saints, they have really been struggling to find a, a, an answer since Drew Brees has retired, and they've tried different quarterbacks. They've got hit with COVID with different ones or injuries or whatever the case may be. And, you know, look, Carr, it's a position where I think Dennis Allen, he's, he showed this offseason that he's tried to build uh, a culture and kind of build his team and with his imprint and – Look, guys that he can trust are the main thing. And somebody like Carr, the relationship there, something working with Pete Carmichael, that's one that he can trust to where he can just focus on what he does best, which is the defense. Now, I I think what's interesting is when you look at the entire landscape of the uh, NFC South division, you had all four teams finish under 500. Now, Tom Brady retired at the end of the season, and then all of a sudden this division kind of feels like it's up for grabs. Now, what makes it even more interesting, in, in my opinion, is that three of the teams, and I and I think you could also maybe even toss in the Falcons. I don't think they would ever go after Carr, but you know, they're who I don't know. Uh, they're going to roll with the. They had the rookie um, start this year, but 
you know, you could you could say all four teams could really use a legitimate starting quarterback. As of now, the Saints are the only known team to have set up a visit with Derek Carr. Uh, but what's the level of urgency like in New Orleans to try to get something done before one of those other teams, like the Panthers or the Buccaneers, try to jump in? Yeah, look, I think they have the leg up because they're the only team that's visited with Carr, right? And so and the thing about the, the contract the Raiders is they have three days until after the Super Bowl they have until three days after the Super Bowl to either trade or release Carr, um, or otherwise they're going to be on the hook for forty plus million dollars in guarantees over the next two years. So there's definitely some incentive there to get something done. But look, you know Desmond Ritter, you touched on him in Atlanta. I, I feel like he's got the kind of green light still. They want to see more from them, and they're going to be in a prime position to spend a little bit more in free agency. Carolina, new regime, they definitely going to be in the market for a quarterback. Um, so that's going to be something that they look at. And uh, in, in, I think Tampa's kind of the oddball and odd man out. They're just a team that, you know, losing Tom Brady and losing so many core players, I, I don't I don't see them doing too much next season. But, you know, look, this division, it doesn't take much because of how bad it is. I don't know if Atlanta's ready to take that next step. I think Carolina is a team that could potentially do that with the right moves and, you know, maybe the new coaching will take some time. So, look, if I'm the Saints, I don't think you're too many pieces off from at least getting into the, the division conversation and the race and controlling it for a little bit. And I think that starts with the quarterback spot. As long as they can keep the defense going like it has been. Um, and, you know, look, you know, I look at last season, um, back half of the year, they had eight games, eight straight games where they allowed 20 points or less and they only finished 500 in those. And that's because they couldn't get over 20 points as an offense. It was kind of hard to watch. So I think that they can, easily control this division with a major move somebody like a Derek Carr and, and look how aggressive they were last offseason with Deshaun Watson didn't pan out for him but at the same time they also didn't made the right decision in hindsight so it's just one of those that but they're always going to try to be in that conversation just to try to fill those shoes and somebody like Carr uh, you know I think with them being front of the table front of the class and the familiarity and relationships there with Dennis Allen it puts them in the driver's seat uh, you know quote unquote our guest this week on Just Pod Baby is John Hendricks, Saints uh, insider for the Saints News Network. Do you have a sense for how high of a priority it is for the Saints to get this deal done by trade versus, you know, uh, rolling the dice a little bit to try to lure Derek Carr to New Orleans a- as a possible free agent? Yeah, look, I think here's the, the what I would look at is just the fact that if you trade them, you know financially what you have to do for him because if, if you don't, you run the risk of him hitting as a free agent and then you're like, okay, well, we have a set number in mind and Derek Carr might say, well, you know what, I think it's a little bit higher what I want. And so I think that's the, the joy in, in, look, everything that we've heard of, of day three, third round pick is probably the competition, compensation it takes. Saints have, I think it's the 71st overall or 70th or 71st overall in the third round. So, again, that type of compensation, I think that's pretty smart play. And then as far as the contract goes, again, uh, Kai Harley does a great job in the front office and making the numbers move and the cap move a little bit to make sure that they fit it in line. So, look, the Saints, everybody talks about them being salary cap purgatory. They just kind of push the money down the road, and everybody talks about the bill coming due. But, you know, they don't have to go crazy and cut people. And, in fact, if they cut people – they're not going to pick up any salary cap money or much, but if they restructure, they're going to pick up all that money and then some. So, look, I think it's uh, one of those where if you get it done by a trade, then you do have some wiggle room there. And 
you also make sure that you're not having to go outbid some other team that really wants to say, okay, well, I want to steal him away and sign him for X amount of money. And, and we've seen quarterbacks that uh, are going to get paid a lot in the offseason. I mean, somebody like Daniel Jones, they're thinking he comes in at 35 plus million dollars a year. I mean, that's almost crazy to me. And same thing with Geno Smith. And that's just kind of how the quarterback market is. And this Deshaun Watson deal with all the guarantees. Um, people are looking at Lamar Jackson's next deal. There's a huge disparity in the, the quarterback market, kind of like what we saw in the wide receiver one when uh, Christian Kirk got paid by the Jaguars this last offseason. You're absolutely right. The, the amount of money these quarterbacks are <clears throat> being paid right now, especially you know your elite-level quarterbacks, it's just astronomical. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned the, the salary cap situation because I'm sure most Raider fans who are listening to this aren't, aren't you know, real up to date, real current with, with the Saints situation. So, you know, one of the obstacles for trading for Derek Carr is the contract, you know, the, the $40 million. I'm sure that's one of the conversations that has gone on, you know, during the week with, with Derek Carr. Um, if they do somehow strike a deal and, and, and trade for Derek Carr, is are they expecting him to possibly restructure that contract? Yeah, it's either one of two things. They can either restructure it a little bit, and, you know, the Saints are a team that will convert a lot of these roster bonuses into signing bonuses or do those types of practice, which doesn't sort the player any money. It just gives them more up front instead. And so they have to pay for that, obviously. And they don't mind, mind doing that. But, you know, look, uh, as far as restructuring and, and maneuvering the contract, they could do that, or they could just make an extension offer. You know, I think this is a good way for it to tie into what Carr's production is and maybe he's banking on himself. I mean, he's about to be 32. So there is some incentive to, to make sure he still is among one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. And so I, I think that he's going to be in that conversation. I don't think that they have to totally finagle his deal um, a lot, but you know, look, just in order, yeah, that's priority one is getting somebody like him in the building. They got to figure out what they're going to do with Michael Thomas because the clock's ticking on that. And then there's some just other decisions they have to make with some of their aging players. And free agency's coming up. This is a team that's got to, to get some improvement in several areas. So, look, if you pitch it and say, hey, look, you know, we feel strong about controlling division, getting into the playoffs. We need some, some help there. This is kind of what our vision is. You know, this is a, the Saints are a team that does a lot of thinking a couple of steps ahead. And so I, I would expect them to – continuing that trend when it comes to potential contract talks with Derek Carr or how they maneuver his cap money to make it work and make it fit. Final thing I wanted to uh, touch on with you here before I, before I let you out of here. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned the deadline three days after the Super Bowl. that's February 15th. The Raiders have to make a decision. Ultimately, how, how do you all this, how, how do you see this all shaking out? Will Derek Carr be a new Orleans saint in 2023? Look, I think it's pretty optimistic about this. And, and look, I think the early part of next week seems to be the time frame. Nothing's imminent, obviously, from his exploratory visit. But again, if you're the Raiders, this is the decision you have to make. You have to either trade or release him because you can't keep him on the roster and incur that $40-plus million. So maybe, again, the framework may be there. There might be some negotiation on who takes what as far as, far as the salary goes when it comes to them. But look, I think if you're – in, in the situation Las Vegas is in, and you clearly aren't going to bring him back, then you got to say, here's what the offer is on the table. It's either take it or leave it. If you release him, there's still probably going to be some big ramifications from that. So at least you can get something if you do trade with New Orleans. And, you know, sometimes it's never say never. There may be a team that emerges and comes out from 
from a thing, but the thing is Derek Carr has that no trade clause, so he has say in where he wants to go too. Is it's just it can't be like a team rushes to the table and says, Oh, I want him. If Carr says no, then that's kinda it. So this is kind of a, a, a win win I think for both teams, but it's also this is kind of the options that you have and it's either, you know, pick door number one, door number two, or just kinda roll the dice on it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's gonna be something that both Raider fans and, and Saints fans are you know, centering their attention on uh, in the next couple of days. But John Hendricks, everybody from the Saints News Network. John, we appreciate the time and your insight, and uh, take care and keep up all the great work. Thanks. Appreciate you. Okay, John Hendricks there. Great perspective from him, Saints Insider with the Saints News Network. Nothing imminent, as he said. We will find out soon enough, though, what the fate is for Derek Carr. The clock is ticking on the Raiders to make a call. All right, everybody, that's a wrap for this week. Expect to hear from me again next week. We will, of course, discuss the Super Bowl and Derek Carr and whether or not he is cut or traded. And I'd like to remind you guys once more, please subscribe to Just Pod Baby. Take care, everyone. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game on Sunday. I am your host, Evan Grote, and as always, just win, baby.